Thank you for tuning in to the World Overcomers podcast. On behalf of our senior pastor, Andy Thompson, we appreciate your continued support and generosity. Make sure you subscribe to our podcast to receive updates when we post new content every week. If you would like more information or want to make a contribution to World Overcomers or Pastor Andy, visit www.worldovercomers.church slash podcast. Once again, that is www.worldovercomers.church slash podcast. Enjoy the message. Amen. You may be seated in the name of the Lord. I need more time. If I can draw your attention to verse 2 and where it says, I know it's a little different from what I told you all in the notes, but verse 2 says, Hezekiah turned his face to the wall and prayed to the Lord. Lord, remember me. Lord, remember how I walked before you. Lord, remember how I did the right stuff. Lord, remember how I was wholehearted in devotion. Lord, remember that I did what was good in your eyes and Hezekiah wept bitterly. If only life was simple. If only we could just easily explain everything with a real simple statement. If only life was not complicated. If only we could have a very basic, easy, simple rules and everything was covered by a certain set of ideas I trust and hope and believe that even in your Christianity, even in your faith with God, you have lived long enough to, compa- to go past a, 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 an oversimplification that you have not become overly enamored with a simplistic view of life. Life is complicated. Life is complicated. Y'all are complicated. Everybody in here is complicated. Everybody watching is complicated. If, if only we could simply define you with one word, just not the case. I'm complicated. Life is not easy. Life is not simple. Life is complicated. And if you come here looking for simplicity, if you're tuned in looking for simplicity, I mean, you've come to the right place, but you've come for God to make the crooked straight and the rough places plain. And that's how the glory of the Lord is revealed. If you came for stuff to always be straight and never be crooked, or always be plain and never be rough, I don't know what to tell you. I I got some news for you. Life is crooked. Life is complicated. Even in this service, if you praise and holler and worship, and God straightened it out, come back. Tell me what happened on Thursday. Talk talk to me on Tuesday. Somebody going to call you tonight and try to make things complicated because that's a part of the process of what it means to be in a relationship with God is that he has an ability to straighten crooked stuff out because stuff gets crooked. Because in this life you will have trouble, but take heart. God said, I've overcome the world that, that a man is born of a woman just a few moments and is full of trouble. 
But it's okay because we have a hope as an anchor to our souls. And it's why we praise and it's why we worship and it's why we come to church. And it's why you're tuning in. It's why you read your Bible because life is complicated. We're looking at Hezekiah and I, I don't know about you, but Hezekiah is a story that speaks to me because what do you do when you have done well and bad still happens? What do you do when you've done all the right stuff? I, I know if you were taught like me, you were taught an extremely simplistic perspective where if you do good, good stuff will happen. If you do right, right stuff will happen. If you do what is right, then God will have your back and nothing bad will take place in your life. And, and if you're willing and obedient, you'll eat the best of the land. If you resist and rebel, you'll be devoured by the sword. And, but if you are on the planet long enough, you'll come to a place where you'll realize you can be absolutely in the will of God and all hell break loose. You can be absolutely loving God, absolutely doing the right stuff, absolutely going to church, absolutely praising, absolutely got faith, absolutely got a prayer life, and something still happened in your life that you are saying, now, Lord, what is this? That's Hezekiah. Hezekiah's not a bad guy. Kings of Israel, there's all kinds of wicked kings, all kinds of idolaters. Hezekiah is somebody that has done the right thing. I wonder if I'm talking to anybody. He has done the right thing. He has lived the right kind of life, and he has a sickness that he is wondering if he's going to recover from it. Hezekiah is sick and at the point of death. I don't know if you've ever been near death. I don't know if you've ever had a near-death experience. If you haven't, keep on living. The world is different after you think you was about to die. Fruit tastes better. Air is sweeter. Biscuits are more buttery. Let yourself go through. So I, go through something that scares you. Have a near-death experience. Come to the place where the Lord rescues your life. I don't know if you've ever been there. I don't know if you've ever been there and don't know why you're there. I don't know if you've experienced not just the loss of your own life, but the loss of the life of someone close to you. I don't know what you're dealing with. I know what I'm dealing with. I know what's going on in my life. And this is the church that I go to, so I have to preach to myself sometimes. I got some, there's some stuff that is going on that I'm like, now, Lord, you know good and well I deserve better than this. There is absolutely no way I should be having to put up with this kind of foolishness. The devil is a liar. I rebuke every kind of thing that's trying to attack me because, and, and, as a matter of fact, it can almost make you wonder, am I doing something wrong? Back, 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 back in the day, there was this group called the Winans. 
I'm taking some people back now. They had a song that said, are we really doing your will? We've come over lots of mountains, but all we see from miles are hills. I admit we get discouraged, but it's just the way we feel. We want to know, are we doing your will? The reason why they're asking that is because opposition can come when you're doing the will of God. Opposition can come when you're not doing the will of God. It's over simplistic for you to say, oh, well, I must not be doing the will of God. No, that's not the case. As a matter of fact, I've had more resistance trying to do God's will. I've had more fight on my hands trying to be better. It, in a way, it was almost easier being a heathen. The minute you start trying to give your life to the Lord, you had to buy weed, now focus offering it to you. Didn't nobody like you, now everybody trying to sleep with you. You, didn't, you were never invited to no party, now everybody wants you to go to everything. And, and in a way, if you don't ever experience any opposition, maybe you and the devil are going in the same direction. You start doing the will of God, hell will break loose on you. Matter of fact, the closer you get to what God has for you, the hotter the fight. Because the front line of the enemy is your next level. My God. He has set up a defense at your next level. He has set up a line of defense against the thing that's about to take you over. I prophesy to you and to me. I speak this over my life. The hell that I'm dealing with has to do with the fact that God about to do something in my life. God about to break something open in my life. We about to do this building. We about to do something in this community and the devil don't like it when you decide you about to do something for God you need God to make the crooked straight and the rough places plain if you think that only bad things happen to bad people you haven't lived long enough I've been preaching for 40 years I've been pastoring long enough to say to God I've I've buried folk that I've been like, Lord, if you want somebody to take, uh, I got people for you. Uh, why you want to take my faithful somebody? Uh, why you want to take my somebody that serves? You'll be amazed at how bad things happen to people who were doing right. You cannot have an overly simplistic perspective. The fact of the matter is God will bless a heathen. I didn't get a very good amen, amen on that one because we got to say it reluctantly. But we all see heathens all the time. We shake our head and we walk around in their house and we are like, Lord, this is a shame right here. It is a shame that you will bless a wicked heathen like this. Here I am praying and fasting and talking to you and I got a prayer life and this raggedy somebody is living with all this blessing. The devil is alive. You find yourself cursing blessing on somebody because they don't deserve it. But don't none of us deserve it. All of us have sinned. All of us have fallen short. 
This is Hezekiah's situation. He has a sickness. And honestly, if you know anything about it, I'm not going to dig too deep in it because I don't have a whole lot of time. I said I was going to let, let you go early. I didn't promise. I didn't promise. But I said I was going to let you go early. I, I didn't promise. I didn't promise. But I'm going to try. I'm going to try. But it wasn't a really complicated thing. It's not like he had cancer. It's not like he had, he had, he had, a, he had a sore that would not heal. He had something simple that really shouldn't have took that much to fix it, but it wouldn't get fixed. I don't know if you've ever been in that situation where you're like, Lord, this really isn't that complicated. Lord, this really isn't that hard. This really isn't too much for you to do. I really don't know why you letting me deal with something like this. And with a snap of your finger, you can move this out the way. The prophet comes and says, you're going to die. Get your house in order. You're going to die. Listen, it is a sad thing when you've done right and you don't get a good word. It is a tough thing when you're trying to do the right stuff and the death is confirmed by the prophet. I don't know if you've ever been in that situation. I don't know if you've ever been in such a low place and you need somebody to say something good to you. You need somebody to tell you the right thing. You need somebody to speak to your heart. And instead of speaking good things to you, they kind of confirm the feeling that you have that this ain't going to work. What do you do when man speaks evil? What do you do when the men of God and the women of God, the people that you trusted, the people that taught you religion, what do you do when they prognosticate doom over you? What do you do when the folk who taught you worship shake their head at you and look down on you and expect for you to not recover? I don't know if you've ever been there. I don't know, Joe. I don't know if they've ever had to deal with that, where your where your own people look down on you because you ain't doing it the way they want you to do. I don't know if you've ever been in that situation where you ask an auntie to pray for you and the prayer she gives is a little shady. Well, God, I just want to thank you for grace, and I, I'm just glad your grace is sufficient, and, and my, my nephew needs grace. It's like, well, why, 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 why come we got to pray all this grace over me? Oh, so you're right, but I'm raggedy, and I need grace. I don't know if that's ever happened to you where the folk who you thought were spiritual have decided that you deserve to die have decided that as a result of whatever it is that they have heard from, they have decided that they can hear from God. You can't. They can hear from God and you can't. They know God better than you and they got a different kind of relationship with you and they're an intercessor and they're a prayer warrior and the Holy Ghost spoke to them and, and they want to call you and they want to tell you, be careful, be careful, be careful. Don't nothing make me more annoyed than all the doomsayer prophets who want to call you in the middle of the night and try to warn you just so they'll have something to say. I almost want to say to them, if your doom sight is so accurate, why is your life so raggedy? My God. If your doom sight is so accurate, why are you so broke? 
What I'm saying to you is, I don't know if you've ever been to the place. I don't know if you've ever been to the place where you thought to yourself, I better get my house in order. You start thinking, what will happen? Who going to get my stuff? Who going to get my, who going to get my money? Who going to get the, who am I leading to? What y'all going to do with it? Is your house in order? If your house isn't in order, it means that you're living a little bit of an unrealistic perspective because no matter what, at some point, you're going to die. Drink all the water you want. You're going to die. I don't know if you're like me, but I'm a, I'm a, I'm, I'm at a place now where I'm just a, I'm a supplement hog. We'll just say that instead. I, I get, listen, I, oh, I love me a new supplement. I, I love, and they come on my phone and they come on the TV, especially when I'm watching one of my favorite shows, my 600 pound life. I love that show. And then there's this supplement that's going to come on there. And I'm like, ah, this is the supplement. I got it now. I got, I got it. This is from the Alpine Mountain. Have you seen the people that live in the Alpines? They can eat whatever they want. Oh, hallelujah. That sounds like God to me. I can eat all the pizza and bread and biscuits and cheese and cake I want. I'm taking this Alpine supplement. It's going to go inside and make the crooked straight. It's going to go inside and heat up my inner temperature. And I'm going to have the kind of metabolism where I can eat all the peach cobbler I want. Oh, thank you, Jesus. And still fit my clothes. It don't matter what supplement you take. No matter how much you smooth out this with, with Botox or this tox, no matter what, you just going to be a pretty looking somebody in the casket. You're going to be the most smooth skin having, perkiest, Boop, boop, help us, Lord. In the, in the casket just out here. And that's, now you can fix it all you want. You still going to die. You better get your house in order. You better get yourself some life insurance. You better get yourself a living trust. You better know what you're going to do, especially if you got people that may not know how to handle your money anyway. You better get your house in order. Here's what I'm trying to get to. Listen, look, look, this is too good. Hezekiah turns his face to the wall. Turn your face to the wall. Turn your face to the wall. Sometimes you got to stop looking at anybody else and just look at God. Sometimes you got to close your eyes. Sometimes you got to ignore all the naysayers and all the folk who love you and want you to be careful. Sometimes you just got to turn your face to the wall and just talk to God. What happened to our ability to state our case to God. What happened to that? For you to state your case to God. There was a time when folk had enough faith to just talk to God. They didn't have to tell everybody what was going on. 
They didn't have to put nothing on Facebook. They didn't have to start a GoFundMe page. They didn't have to get it on Instagram and cry. They turned their face to the wall and they told God about it. You know what? You better be careful when you start messing with somebody who got a relationship with God who will tell God on you. I wish I had. You need to be careful because if God gets you, you got. What happened to the folk, folk, Elder Paul, who had that kind of faith, who would say, I'm not telling nobody about my situation but God. I'm going to tell God what's going on with me, and I'm going to watch and see how God's going to move in and how God's going to make a way where there seems to be no way and how God is going to open up a door and how God will move on my behalf. When this thing happens, I'm going to know this was the Lord because he was the only one I told about it. We are just entirely too out here with our business. I know even now some of you are thinking, well, what do you have going on, Pastor Andy? None ya. Pastor Andy was preaching about stuff going on in his life. I wonder what it is. You can wonder and wonder and wonder because what's going on with me is between me and him just like what's going on with you is between you and him. Why come you get to be all secret and I got to be transparent, my Lord? Why come you get to be a heathen and you don't tell nobody and I'm dealing with my issues and my life and my problems and my issues? Why come I got to tell you all my business and you ain't got to tell me all of yours. No, no, I've told God, and can I tell you something happens when you're talking to God about your issue, and the Lord says, I got this, I got this. I don't know if you've ever had it happen. I don't know if anyone's ever, I don't know what prophet God has used to turn to send back into your room. It could be your six-year-old child that just walks up to you and says, Mama, it's going to be all right. And you realize that is the Holy Ghost talking through your heathen toddler. No, it's the Holy Ghost because that little boy ain't never said nothing right in his whole life. What I'm saying to you is that when you state your case to God, Turn your face to the wall and tell God something. I'm trying to give somebody some answers up in here. Turn your face to the wall and tell God something. Close your eyes and tell God something. Connected to wires and, and monitors and they trying to figure out what's going on with you. Close your eyes. Turn your face to God. Oh, they say you got cancer. Oh, they say they found a lump. Oh, they say they're not one. Oh, they say your blood pressure. Oh, they say it's your diabetes. Oh, they say saying something's happening. Close your eyes. Turn your face to the wall. I don't know who I'm talking to. They're saying, oh, something's going on with your child. Oh, something's going on with your baby. You better turn your face to the wall. They're saying, oh, we're about to lay everybody off. You better turn your face to the wall and close your eyes and tell God something. We will pray for you, but we want to agree in prayer, right? And we want to agree in prayer with your prayer. Before you come down here with your prayer request, you better turn your face to some walls, and you better tell God what you need him to do because I can't want for you what you want for you from God. I cannot. I can act like it, but I can't, coach. I can't. I can't do 
it. Only you know you. Only you know what you need from God. Only you do. And you care about your people more than me. Pray for your grandma a little bit, but you can pray for your grandmama in a way I can't ever pray for your grandmama. You better turn your face to the wall. You better tell God something. Hezekiah said, Lord, look at all the stuff I did for you. You know why? Because Hezekiah wanted to remind God of how great he was. How faithful he was. <laughs> but you know what, beloved? If you can't remind God of your past, promise him your future. If like Hezekiah, you can't say I've always done right. Not many of us can say I've always done right. Not many of us can say I've always upheld and always walked in, uh, in wholehearted devotion. Most of us in here got some raggedy in our past that the enemy wants to attack you with around this sickness. I got an easy solution for you. Tell God, Lord, fix this. And watch me praise you. Lord, fix this and watch me give. Lord, fix this and watch me serve you. Lord, if you let this kill me, who going to serve you? Because God has an ulterior motive about your life. He cares about your life, but he really cares about his kingdom. And he cares about his work being established. And if you could ever find a connection between your future and his will, you'll have some faith that God will keep you alive. You'll say, Lord, get me out of this tailspin and I'm going to serve you. Lord, get me that job. Lord, I promise you. I don't know if you've ever done it. Lord, I promise you. Lord, I promise you. Never again, God. Never again. Lord, get me out of this. I'll drink more water. I'll go to church. I will serve the Lord. I will pay my tithes. I will give. I'll be on. I'll put on a blue shirt. You tell God what you're going to do. Turn your face to the wall and make some promises to God. It's hard to make promises to God because promises you make to God, you need to keep. But get desperate enough for your money. Get desperate enough for your future. Get desperate enough for your company and you'll turn your face to the wall and tell God what you're going to do. Says he wept. I'm not supposed to spend this much time, but it's just too good. Says he wept. That means you need to weep. You need to cry. You need to act like you care. Faith is not apathy. Faith is not playing it cool. Faith is not, well, if it happens, it happens. No. Faith is I'm upset. Faith is... If God don't do this, I don't know who's going to do it. And I need this done. I need God to do this for me. That's faith. It's not apathy. You got to act like you care. The, the, the prophet turns back. God says, go back and tell Hezekiah I heard his prayer. Go, go tell him I heard what he said. Go tell him I saw his tears. He sees your tears. He cares about what you care about. He cares about what's important to you. He sits high and he looks low and he cares. He says, go back and tell Hezekiah, I heard his prayer. I, I saw his tears. 
I'm going to heal him. I speak healing over you. I speak healing over me. I speak healing over your heart. I speak healing over mine. I speak healing over your mind. I speak healing over mine. I speak healing over your blood. I speak healing over mine. I rebuke the sickness that would try to take you out of here. Lord, heal us in here right now. In the name of Jesus, you will live and not die. I rebuke death. The number of your days he will fulfill. He cannot take you before your time. It is appointed unto man once to die and after that the judgment. And you will not go till it's time for you to go. He said, go back there and tell Hezekiah Walker. Hezekiah Walker, help us. <laughs> Speak a word. <laughs> go back there and tell Hezekiah. Grateful, grateful, grateful. Go back there and tell Hezekiah that I said, I'm going to give him 15 more years. 15 more years. A part of the reason why Hezekiah wept was because... He needed more time. As saved as we are, and as much as we know we're going to heaven, don't nobody want to go today. If I said, <laughs> who wants to go to heaven today, <laughs> right now, and had all my armor bearers who are sitting in here armed right now, we're going to take you in the in, into the altar response, send you to heaven room. Not a one of you would come down. Let's go to heaven. No, everybody in here need more time. I said, everybody in here needs more time. I need more time. You need more time. A part of the how you know ain't nothing going to happen to you is because God ain't finished with you yet. Hey, you haven't finished your assignment yet. Hey, you still got work to do around here. Hey, you still got things to accomplish. And you know the devil can't take you out of here because you need more time. I need more time. He says to Hezekiah, he's, I got to stop saying his name. He says to King Hezekiah, I'm going to give you 15 more years. 15 more years. For some of us in here, that don't sound like a lot. For some of us, 15, that ain't nothing. But, but, but there are, there is an ability to see that more Time was promised. And my question is, well, since you need more time, what would you do with more time? You can't say, oh, that's right. You can't say amen. Pray. Speak that over me, Pastor Andy. Speak it. Speak it through the screen. Speak it. Rebuke death because uh, I need more time. Oh, you do? Okay. If you need more time, what you going to do with it? If this message has blessed or encouraged you, feel free to visit www.worldovercomers.church/podcast and learn more about WOCC or donate to the ministry. This enables us to continue to impact the kingdom in the best way possible. I need more money, Pastor Andy. We all need more money, sweetheart. Dude, we all need more money. But if I gave you more money, what would you do with it? 
You got to know what you're going to do with it before you get it. Once you get it, it's too late. One of the worst things to ever do is to give you Bill Gates' wallet without Bill Gates' connections. You need his accountants. You need to know how to hide, how to what. You, to, you, can't, you can't ask for more time. You, have to tell, you can't ask for more time and not know what to do with more time. Because time is the most valuable commodity in the world. It's the one thing you can't get back. The fact that you're sitting here facing forward, sitting down watching this, and give me 20 minutes, 30 minutes, 40 minutes, 50 minutes, 60 minutes, two hours, three hours. No, the fact that you're giving me 40 minutes of your time is valuable. You can't get these 40 minutes back, gentlemen. Can't get this time back. You 18, you better drink it down. You will never be 18 again. 23, you better, you better suck all the life out of 23 you can. Because after this, you will never be 23 again. You will never be 35 ever again. You better drink it down. You better live. Don't, don't let youth be wasted on, on the wrong people. You better, you, you 41, you better make the most of 41 because you will never be 41 ever again. You can get back more money. You can't get back more time. You can make more money. You can get another house. You can't get no time back. What do you do with time? I don't know if anyone's ever tried to get you to give them some of your time. The older you get, the longer you live, the more you don't like to waste time. I don't want to waste time in no stupid conversation, my Lord, my God. I don't want to waste no time arguing with somebody that ain't got no sense. I don't want to waste time on nothing that's not amazing. This show got one episode to kept my, catch my attention because I'm not about to binge watch nothing and waste all my good time. It's like calories. You know, you get to a certain age. I take one bite. If the bite ain't amazing if it don't make me feel the Holy Ghost I spit it in the trash it ain't worth it that pizza better be killer better be the best pizza I ever had in my mouth that sub better be amazing somebody asked me yesterday you ever been to Jersey Mike subs I said Jersey Mike's the devil is a, I don't know but I'll tell you what he said it's good it's good I said all right I'm gonna go and I'm gonna give it one bite because I can't waste my calories on a sub that ain't worth it. I can't waste my time on a dude who ain't worth it. The next dude that gets my time. The next guy that gets this booty. Help us, Lord. The next guy. That ought to be your attitude, girl. Or whoever gets this thing next has got to be worth it. I don't have another minute to waste. I am fella fella. And whoever gets this thing next better be ready to buy this field. Because I didn't rented it out enough. I don't have any time to waste. You 
can take risks when you're 30. Get into your 50s. You're like, this thing better work right here. This thing better work right here because ain't nobody got time to make their fortune again. Uh-uh, uh-uh. We are heading towards retirement, baby, and I am not about to be handing out carts at the Walmart. I am going to retire in the name of Jesus, Ikamashunda. And so if you want me to invest, it better work, baby. I ain't 28. What do you do with time? Great question. Let me answer that question in a few minutes right here. Paul says, wake up. He says, arise from the dead. Let Christ turn the lights on. Walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise. Redeeming the time because the days are evil. So what would you do with time? You have to redeem time. Redeeming time means that you take the time you have left and you make a shorter time worth even more than a longer time. Let me try to say that in a little bit of a better way. What you couldn't do in 20 years, you decide that God is going to help you do in two. Let me speak that right now. It took a long time for you to find the right one, but when you found them, you had a better relationship in a year than you did in 10 years with somebody that wasn't about nothing because you decided that God could do in a short time what only man can do in a long time. We realize that the length of time is not what's important. What's important is, is God involved in the time? Is God's hand involved in the time? Am I in the timing of God? Am I in the will of God? Because if I'm in the will of God, then I can be a millionaire tomorrow. I can launch this company and this thing will take off and I, I could start brand new in a field and be there in five years. What do you do with time? You redeem it. Especially if you wasted time. I don't know how many of you in here have wasted time. I won't ask for a show of hands because if everybody doesn't raise their hand, I'll have to have an altar call for liars because everybody in here has wasted time. I needed to see everybody at least nod. At least that's true, Pastor Andy. You don't have to rebuke the, you don't have to cast the lion demon out of me. I have wasted a lot of time. Now I realize I don't have as much time as I thought. 15 years, I got to do something with these years. These years got to count. This got to matter. How do you redeem time? Well, Paul breaks it down. I'm going to give you a couple things real quick. I'm going to let you go. How do you redeem time? Number one. Do not be foolish. He says, therefore, do not be foolish when you realize 
how valuable your time is when you realize you don't have forever. When you realize no matter how much Holy Ghost you have, you're going to die. When you realize no matter how many kale shakes you drink, you're going to die. You have no time to waste being stupid. Stupid is for the young. Wisdom is for the folk who realize they don't have forever. I don't have forever. I don't have time for nothing dumb. I don't have time for nothing that don't make sense. I don't have time for nothing that is unreasonable. The Bible says do not be foolish. The translation of that word means do not be without sense. Do not be without reason. Don't be so spooky that you're unreasonable. Still do some math. Have the Holy Ghost and do some math. Number two, he said, understand God's will. When you are redeeming time, you got to know what is God's will? What is God's will for me? What is God's will for this time? What is God's will for this season? What is God's will for this church? What is God's will for my children? What is God's will for my life? I got to know that. I don't have enough time to waste running around chasing stuff. That ain't the will of God for me. I've already done that. I've already done that. I wasted a bunch of time trying to make God do something that he wasn't going to do. I need a witness. I tried so hard to make God be about something that he wasn't about. I just knew I knew where he wanted me to be. And I fought and scrapped and argued and got mad. Upset. If you knew my story, how upset I was at everybody around me that the Lord wouldn't give me the city I thought I was supposed to have. You better understand the will of God so that you can let go of some of the frustration that comes from trying to force God's hand into something that he ain't going to do. He says, understand the Lord's will. Verse 18, he says, do not get drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery. Oh, is right, son. Do not get drunk on wine. Now, there was a time in the church back, 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 back in the day when everybody was going to say, wine, what is this stuff that you're talking about, Pastor Andy? But let's not talk junk in here. We all understand liquor in here. I need an amen. I need an amen. I, I need an amen. We all uh, understand the liquor in here. Every last one. If you are in here and you are so Holy Ghost filled and fire baptized, you don't know what this liquor we're talking about. Well, you just pray for the rest of us who understand what liquor be.
Somebody just sent me something, Elder Ray. Just sent me something. You know, Jesus turned water into wine. And so, uh, what, 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 what's the Bible say about, about drinking? I'll tell you what the, what the Bible says about drinking. The Bible says, don't get drunk. Is that not what the Bible says? It says, do not be getting drunk because it leads to wild stuff. You lose yourself when you get drunk. And this applies to drunk, high, all of your pleasure holes. You got to watch every hole that you have that can give you so much pleasure that you lose your mind. This is how you redeem time. You start thinking about what you're drinking, thinking about what you eat, and thinking about what you do. You can't just live a life chasing pleasure. Not when you're running out of time, you can't. Not when you're trying to redeem time, you can't. He said, instead, be filled with the Spirit, meaning be spiritual. Be spiritual. He says, speak to one another with psalms and hymns and songs from the Lord, meaning that your talk should have some spirituality in it. You can't only talk spiritual on a Sunday. Can't say, well, let's not lie today because it's the Lord's day. Actually, every day it'd be good if you didn't do a lot of lying. You better be glad it's the Sabbath or I will cuss you out. Well, it might not be a bad idea for you to not cuss folk out on more than just the Sabbath day. I got to keep the Sabbath day holy. Well, just understand, there should be some spiritual talk in your mouth. Folks shouldn't do a triple take when they find out you save. People shouldn't be like, you are saved. That should not happen. They ought to hear something spiritual coming out your mouth. He's saying, yeah, you're trying to make the most of your time. You're trying to redeem your time. And so speak some stuff that reflects that you read your Bible. It's, the, it's getting quiet in here, but I'm, I'm going to speak. Read your Bible to the whole room in the name of Jesus. I'm going to speak, memorize some scripture to the whole room and to all the rooms that are watching because you hide the word in your heart and it comes up out of your mouth. Out of the overflow of your heart, your mouth speaks. You put some word in your heart, it'll come up out of your mouth. If all you speak is negative, it's because all that's in your heart is negative. If all you do is fill your heart full of a bunch of junk, then junk comes out. If you don't like what's coming out your mouth, well, one of the ways to fix that is to get some spiritual around you. Wake up in the morning and be spiritual. 
like your grandmama used to do, put your slippers on and make your coffee, humming the things of God. Woke up this morning with my mind stayed. You need, you need to wake up in the morning with your mind stayed on Jesus so you won't cuss nobody out that day. I wish I had a witness. I guess I, I know I'm not talking just to myself. If I don't start my day off spiritual, you better watch out. He says, sing and make music to the to make music from your heart to the Lord. That means praise. This service shouldn't be hard for you to praise. I know COVID almost got us outside of the uh, of the practice of praising, but this is not a concert where you sit here and just watch. This is not where you just, no, no, no. There's something that happens when you raise your hands. There's something that happens when you open up your mouth. And really, you're supposed to be doing it during the day. During the day. I'm going to make everybody say amen to me. I'm going to make you say. During the day, you need to be like, Lord, I love you. Hallelujah. Jesus bless. You need to go in the bathroom and say, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Be a fence all around me every day. I'm about to go in here and I'm about to talk to these people. Now, Lord, you got to help me today. When I was a teacher... Oh, good God. I would drop on the way into school, on the way in to teach at Neal Middle School. God, help me, Holy Ghost. I would be saying, Lord, uh, be a fence uh, all around me. Monday morning, they never wanted to do no work. I know you ain't trying to make us do no work today. It's Monday, Mr. Thompson. Why we got to do work on Monday, Mr. Thompson? I would say to them, I just came out of church yesterday. Don't make me get carnal with y'all. Please don't make me get carnal. Number six. Six is hard. The last two are the hardest and I'm done. Number six is always giving thanks to God for everything. Number six is be grateful. I want everybody to say grateful. That's why I'm saying Hezekiah Walker. Grateful. Grateful, 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 grateful. Gra Did you know that gratitude is one of the most difficult attitudes to maintain? Because gratitude has a way of making you feel like you don't deserve it. And after a while, you want to start acting like you should have what you have. But the Bible says you ought to always be grateful. Always be grateful you have a job. Always be grateful you have the activity of your limbs. Always be grateful that you are able to walk. Don't start thinking you deserve nothing. Well, I deserve love. You don't deserve nothing but God what he gives you. You better be grateful for the love you have. You better be grateful for that man. You better be, gra be grateful. You better be grateful. You better be grateful for a woman that will put up with you. You better be grateful that your children are healthy. I need a witness in the building. Turn on a St. Jude's commercial and you will be grateful that at your bad child, as bad as they are, you will be grateful that they breathe in. What's wrong with us that we can't maintain gratitude? You have a whole nother attitude about that job if you just glad you got one. 
drive past somebody homeless and be glad you got a house and glad you got a place to live and glad you'll be grateful for that hoopty if you didn't have it. I'm preaching in here today, I think. Be grateful. This is how you redeem time. You redeem time because you're just grateful. Everything that happens for you is just a win. You're just like, oh, this was amazing. Oh, my God, this was wonderful. This was awesome. I'm just grateful that I'm alive. I'm just grateful that I made it. I'm just glad that I survived it. I'm just glad that I'm still working. I'm just glad that I'm still working. I'm just glad that I'm still here. I'm just glad that I didn't lose my mind. I'm just glad that the devil thought he had me, but I made it. I'm just glad that I woke up this morning clothed in my right mind. I'm just grateful. Just full of gratitude in my heart. Pretty hard for the day to turn too bad when you're just grateful. And then number seven, which is the hardest, and that is, he says, woo, verse 21, he says, submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. One of the ways that you redeem time is you find someone you trust enough to submit to. So I had to get the shouting point out before this. Find someone you trust enough to submit to. Gentlemen, every man in this room and who's watching around the world should have somebody that can tell you something and you shut up. If you're a man and you don't have anybody in your life that can say, stop talking for just a second, let me help you, then you are missing something, something missing. You are either about to go see Jesus, because if you're 80, it may be hard for somebody to tell you to be quiet. You're either on your way to see Jesus or something drastically wrong has happened that you don't have no man in your life that you trust enough to tell you something. You only do what you think. You only go by what you know. You only do what seems right in your own eyes. There is nobody that can sit you down and tell you nothing. You that grown? I'm a grown man. Really? Well, if you're really grown, then there ought to be somebody in your life that can sit you down and say, can you stop talking for just a second? We want to sharpen you. Can you be quiet for a minute? Because we have something to say to you that you won't receive it if you're talking. Something's wrong with you if you can't submit to anyone. Something's wrong with you if can't nobody tell you nothing. Can't nobody say to you, well, this is how you be a good wife. Well, I'm a wife the way I'm a wife. Oh, really? Something is wrong with you. This is how you be a good mother. Well, there's different mothers who are different mothers. No, there's good mothers and there's bad mothers. Well, they're a mother their way and I'm a mother my way. Right. They're a mother a good way and you're a mother a bad way. Can't nobody tell you nothing. Can't nobody say, wait, wait, sit down, be quiet. I raised eight babies. You are on your first. 
just be quiet. Well, my baby is special. That's why they don't sleep all night. No, your baby is spoiled. I need to get off of this right here. Can nobody tell you nothing? Some woman asked me, she stopped, young woman, she said to me, I, I have a question. How can I, I am your sister, how can I really be amazing in my business? I just, I, I can't, I just want some instructions on how to be a, incredible in my business. I said, I hear you. I said, how old are you? She said, 24. I said, okay. You're 24? When you're 24, it's still time for you to work for other people for a little bit. I don't know if you can own a restaurant if you've never worked in a restaurant. Well, I got my own restaurant. Got you. Can I give you some advice? Go work in a restaurant. Go serve. Go bus tables. Go host. Go maybe manage. Understand the business. Submit to somebody else before you get so grown you're going to do your own thing. Can't nobody tell you nothing. You have no business mentor. The enemy has attacked us at a parental level, gentlemen, so that we will lose the benefit of understanding that there's a path of blessing that comes from you being able to listen. And if you really want to save time, then you got to find somebody who can tell you, don't do that. I'm going to speak that right now. You need somebody. You need, an older, you need an older man. You need somebody with some gray in their face that can say, son, wait, 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 wait. Don't, don't, whatever you do, don't do that. Somebody that can tell you where they wasted time and lost time. You need an older woman. You need an older woman that can say, now, baby, can I, can I give you a little bit of advice? Can I tell you if I had it to do all over again, I wouldn't have done that. I wouldn't have done that. I wouldn't have went there. I would, don't even waste none of your time over there. Nothing will make you save time like someone that you can listen to. I need more time. But if I get more time, I need to make the most of the time because the days are evil. And I speak time over you, but I speak that the time you have left will be time that will change everything about you. I pray these next 15 years will be your best 15 years. I pray a 15-year blessing on everybody, including myself. I pray you about to break through. You about to break through. This about to be the best 15 years of your life. You about to go to a whole nother level right now. You don't have any time to waste. Your clock is ticking. It is time to be about what God has for you. Let me pray for you. Now, Lord, I pray that you'd move on our behalf. God, I pray that you would open up a door and make a way for us. God, I pray that your kingdom come and your will be done on earth as it is in heaven in us. Thank you for this word that we heard. Thank you for speaking through us and to us. Thank you for healing our bodies. Thank you for healing our minds. Thank you for healing our hearts. Thank you for healing our wounds. Thank you for the next 15 years. Thank you.
Thank you for the next 15 years. Thank you for the miracle of the next 15 years. Thank you for the blessing of the next 15 years. Thank you for the anointing on the next 15 years. Thank you, God, for the time that you're about to give us. And we are determined to redeem this time. We speak a miracle blessing of time over every one of us. May this be the most blessed time, the wealthiest next 15 years, the most wonderful love in our lives in the next 15 years, the best kids in the next 15 years, the most wonderful buildings in the next. May money come to us like never before in the next 15 years, God. Speak a Hezekiah blessing on us and give us 15 years of prosperity like never before. We want to redeem this time. We praise you for what you're doing in us. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Can you put your hands together if you were blessed by that word today? Come on, tell somebody beside you, I, I need more time. I need more time. Amen. Amen. If you were blessed by the word, I want you to do something, do something for me. I want you to get ready to sow into victory part. Amen. I believe that God is accelerating the vision of our pastor. Anybody believe that? He's going to accelerate the vision. And in this year, we're going to break ground and we're going to begin to build the vision that God has placed in our pastor's heart. Anybody believe with me today? Now, the only way that's going to be done is if God does it through you. Amen. We're not going to put it on anybody else. We all, we all have a responsibility to be responsible, at least for a brick or a post or a light switch or something. But I want everybody to give, give something today. If you can give $50 towards Victory Park, would you do that today? I want you to do that today. If, if, you, if, if you don't have it, you don't have it. But if you do have it, God so preach upon your heart. Would you sow an extra $50 today towards Victory Park? Amen. If you don't have that, let's sow the next best thing. Those of you that are still fulfilling your pledge, you can do it on the church uh, center app or you can give through all the other methods and just please select victory park amen were you blessed by the word today amen 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 we pray a special blessing that you start discerning who you spend your time with and what you spend your time on amen we don't have time to waste amen amen if you need an envelope you would go ahead and raise it they're passing the buckets already Again, to our first-time visitors, if you would, join us at the Connection Kiosk as soon as you leave out. To my left, we do have a gift for you today. If you want to connect, we have all ways, types of ways to connect at our Connection Kiosk. If you want to join men, men's ministry, women's ministry, young adults ministry, if you want to join the church, you say, hey, I want to make this my church home. We want you to connect with us. And if you're already a member and you want to sign up to volunteer and serve, we have the best volunteers in the world here at World Overcomers Christian Church. I mean, they volunteered Friday night. We handled them, some of the meanest church folk you ever want to see. They weren't, they weren't word overcomers, people. They were some of the meanest church folk you ever want to see, and they handled it with grace, y'all. Y'all would be so proud of them. So if you want to join us in volunteering and serving God's people, please join us. Amen. Just a couple more seconds as they are collected. Can you put your hands together for our gatekeepers? They do such a great job in keeping us safe and serving us. As our pastor says, we are grateful. Amen, that the men of God are keeping us safe. Amen. I believe they're just about finished. Amen. 
If you would, let's stand to our feet. Amen. Are you ready to have the most blessed week you've ever had? Amen. Come on, come on. Say, this will be the most blessed week that I have ever had. Come on, say it with your chest. Say, this will be the most blessed week that I have ever had. Amen. We pray that God's going to redeem the time back to you on this week. Come on, let's lift those hands. God, we thank you for today. We thank you, Lord, for every song that was sung. We thank you, Lord, for every word of encouragement. But, but most of all, God, we thank you for the word of God that was sown in the hearts of your people. Now, God, as we go along our week, God, Lord, make us ever mindful of this word so you can show us ways and methods and strategies so that we can redeem the time. God, you are the holder of all time. So we thank you, Lord, for renewing our youth as eagles, God, and giving us new opportunities to do what you've called us to do. Lord, we thank you, Lord, for the people that will be healed, blessed, set free, delivered. We thank you, Lord, for the new jobs and new opportunities and new clientele that will open up on this week as a result of our obedience to this word today. We pray for our pastor, Lord, that you refresh him, you renew him, and you give him every heart's desire that he has on this week. We thank you for it. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. And amen. God bless you. We'll see you next week. Hopefully you were blessed and encouraged by this message. Visit www.worldovercomers.church podcast for more information on WOCC and events that are coming up. Maybe we are coming to your area soon. God bless.